Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As followers of Jesus, we are familiar with His death, burial, and resurrection. But imagine learning of it for the first time, before it happened, from Jesus Himself. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus plainly tells His disciples what will take place when they arrive in Jerusalem. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 18, and examine all things fulfilled. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you today, we humbly acknowledge our lack of understanding of many things in your word. Father, even the things we're certain of may not be exactly right. I believe we'll be amazed when we get to heaven to find the clarity of all things. Father, I pray that you would give us discipline to study. Help us to grow in the knowledge of your word, in our knowledge of you. Father, teach us what it is to be holy. And we thank you so much for all that you've done for us in Jesus Christ. The righteousness of Christ imputed to us. What a wonderful thing. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 31, we read this. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and insulted, and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them. They did not know the things which were spoken. So Jesus is traveling from Galilee through Samaria on his way to Jerusalem. All of these things we've been looking at over the past several studies have been as Jesus was traveling. Now he removes himself from the crowd and the multitude. He takes the twelve disciples aside, and he tells them what is about to take place in Jerusalem concerning him. But he doesn't say these things are about Jesus. Rather, he says, these things are concerning the Son of Man. And he talks about the Son of Man in the third person. He will be delivered. He will be mocked. They will scourge him. He will rise again. So somehow in the midst of this, the disciples don't understand. And we're told why a little later in this text. But take a look at what Jesus says. Taking them aside, he says, Look, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. There are many, many prophecies in the Old Testament, over 300 concerning the Messiah, all that he is to do, all that he is to be, how he is to be born, how he is to die, why. These things are prophesied in the Old Testament. Now, they're not prophesied in a way that the casual observer would understand it. But they're all prophesied there, and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, these things can be discerned. Especially for us, looking back at the Old Testament scriptures, looking back into the prophets, now that we know how they were fulfilled. So we can understand these things clearly. We need to know the typical Jew grew up attending synagogue services, learning at home, learning according to the traditions of the Jews. They did not have their own Bibles. They did not have their own scriptures. 
They didn't study on their own day by day, looking through the scrolls, looking through the text. What they were taught is what they understood. And if their leaders were blind, then they were blind as well, unless God did something special. But these disciples had been traveling with Jesus for three years. They had heard him refer to himself over and over again as the Son of Man. So he says, we're going up to Jerusalem, and all the things that were written by the prophets are going to be accomplished. And then he tells them what that is. In verse 32, he will be delivered to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, insulted, and spit upon. Those things are horrific insults. For any Jew to be turned over to the Gentiles rather than to be judged by the Jews is an insult. The mocking, the insulting, the spitting upon. Verse 33 says they will scourge him. Scourging was a violent, vicious way of torture and even death. They will scourge him and kill him. He doesn't say they're going to kill him on the cross here. Maybe he doesn't want them to know. Maybe that's too much for them to bear. I have no idea. No one does. But at this point, he says, they will scourge him and kill him. Jesus is talking about himself. And the third day he will rise again. Notice how completely and clearly Jesus understands what is going to take place when he gets to Jerusalem. He knows before he gets there. He knows while he is traveling there that these things are going to happen, not to some distant son of man, but to himself. He literally is going to say later, for this I have come into the world. This is the reason I'm here, to be delivered over to the Gentiles, to be mocked, insulted, spit upon, and much more, to be scourged and crucified. This is why Jesus came into the world. These things were prophesied. Jesus knew that he was going to experience these things. Can you comprehend what it would be like knowing that you are walking into this situation? Many of us are really distressed over the possible negatives that might occur in our lives or in the lives of those around us. This isn't a possible negative outcome of going to Jerusalem. This is a certainty. And he went directly there. Why? Because he is the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. He has come to bear the sins of man. He has come to make atonement for us, to reconcile us back to the Father. That's why he came. And this is what is necessary, his sacrifice, the sacrifice of an innocent man for the sins of the world. What an amazing thing. And honestly, no wonder the disciples really didn't get it. How could they comprehend that the Jesus they had followed for three years, the Messiah, the King of Israel, the one who had done all these wonderful things, loved and taught as no one had ever taught, that he should be treated this way. Yet they were there when the Pharisees tried to snare him and trap him, when they tried to twist his words so that they might have an accusation against him. They knew he had enemies. They knew John the Baptist had been beheaded. And yet verse 34 tells us, but they understood none of these things. You can hear something clearly spoken and still not understand it. You can be in the midst of all of these things And unless God makes this known to you, you're not going to know it. And that's what is talked about in the second part of verse 34. This saying was hidden from them. Why was it hidden? We don't know. But for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit hid this saying from them. Jesus told them, 
and yet it was hidden from them. Imagine that. One part of the Godhead is hiding the very thing another part of the Godhead is revealing. The last part of verse 34, and they did not know the things which were spoken. I believe Jesus felt very much alone here. Yes, there's the Father, there's the Spirit, but I believe he feels very much alone as a human being. Remember, Jesus was tempted in every way just like we are yet without sin. Jesus knew what alienation was. He would know what it was to be mocked and insulted. He would experience what it was to be rejected, and he will feel rejected. We know these things from the Garden of Gethsemane. He suffered. He is the suffering servant. They understood none of these things. They did not know the things which were spoken. And so Jesus, in the midst of his disciples, go on up to Jerusalem, right into the mouth of the lion, to do what God had called him to do, had sent him to do, what he had left heaven to do, for our sake and for the glory of the Father. We need to remember. We need to reflect. We need to worship. Father, thank you for this. Thank you for these truths and what we're about to experience as we go forward. I pray, Father, that in humility, we would bow our heads and worship. We would honor the Lord Jesus for the great sacrifice he made, a sacrifice to save us from sin, death, and condemnation, eternal hell. We thank you that he died on the cross to give us life, forgiveness of sins, to give us the fruit of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit indwells and works within us, and then to give us the great rewards that we cannot even conceive of in heaven. Father, through Jesus' death, our sins are cleansed and we are made your children, join heirs with Christ. We thank you for these privileges, this grace, and so much more. Guide us as we seek to serve you today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.